Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yo, you're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And during today's show, we gave out hourly winning words for our 10K a day giveaway. Hopefully you heard them and you entered. Remember to keep listening every day, every hour for your chance to hear the hours winning word. Just remember... You have to enter before 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. Good luck. And you get that cash. You get those bands. You get that Skrilla. You get that. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jimmy's words in my head. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So I will never give up. To be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I listen to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give and maybe some hope to others. We are going to find a cure for cancer. Because of all the donations, research, and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Jimmy, my man up there, we are not going to stop chasing our dreams to be cancer. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, as you can hear, it is Giving Tuesday here at ESPN. People all across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities all day long. Today, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. So if you're able, if you're able, ESPN Radio, we're asking that you uh, join us today on Giving Tuesday. You can go to v.org slash donate now and help, the, help support the critical work of the V Foundation, which is, of course, for cancer research, v.org slash donate. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. Morning. Good morning. So uh, <laughs> that is going on. We're asking for money for, to fight cancer. We're also giving you money today yeah. just for listening, right? So we're, we're, we're going to be doing both things. That's, not, that's a kind of a hard left turn, but we're doing both things. I know, but just hear, hearing the sounds of Robin Roberts, Jimmy V, Dick Vitale, Stuart Scott, you know, seeing pictures of Craig Seger, who I knew for a very long time, and, and watching his battle, uh, it just sends chills down your spine, man, about how we can all make a difference by, you know, collectively coming together for a bigger purpose. And uh, it's a, this is a big week. Very big week for us as a company and for us as a country, frankly. I uh, late late spring, early summer, I went down to the the gala, the Jimmy V Gala and Dickie V down in Sarasota, Florida, and uh, about north of eleven million dollars was raised 
It was it was an amazing. I mean, everybody was there in, in the sports world. It was just uh, it was an amazing sight to see. I say it every year when this day comes around, but like I think about the number one enemy of humanity is cancer, right? It's the number one. I can't think of a bigger one, and and uh, like you can't. There's no, there's no more noble fight than the fight against it. And, uh, you know, it affects every no – one, no one has not been affected by it in their personal lives mm-hmm. in some way. There's just, just no escaping it. So, And I was going to say, too, Max, you know, like we all have, like, little things that happen throughout the course of the day, like down days and, like, oh, well, I was late or, you know, this didn't happen. When you, I, I talk to certain people who have gone through cancer or battle, like, it's like they're always fighting. It just puts yeah. things in perspective about the mentality you need to have daily – in order to beat it, it just puts everything in perspective. So how do you go from that to talking about sports, right? Like this, I guess. They're uh, intertwined, man. We're, yep, we're, 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 we're doing this all day, and we're still doing a sports talk radio show. And that includes our guy, Jeff Saturday, who, Key, you've been waiting for a, one mistake to roast him. <laughs> he, uh, look, Jeff... The Colts look like a different team since he took over. They won yes. their first game. A face ma- a missed face mask call resulted in their second loss. Like, because if they call that play, it's like 99% sure that they're going to win that game. And then last night, with under two minutes left to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I have to say, going into this game, I was nervous for Jeff because Mike Tomlin was coming off a loss. I'm like, I don't know if Tomlin's not going to let too many losses pile up. So the Colts have all three of their timeouts left, under two minutes against the Steelers. Um, They convert on fourth down, took a first down sack, Matt Ryan, okay? On the next play, he scrambles for 14 yards. Matt Ryan scrambles for 14 yards. And on third down, the team runs another run play to get the first down, but they fail to get it. Have not called a timeout. They have the not way. yet called a timeout. The team only used their first timeout after the Taylor run. They had three timeouts remaining. So on the final play, Ryan threw an inc- incomplete pass toward Paris Campbell, and the game ends. So Coach was sitting on what, two at the end? Yes. Two timeouts at the end. Jeff Saturday, our friend, on the Colts' last drive in the fourth quarter. Nah, yeah, you know, I, I thought we had plenty of time. I wasn't really concerned. We still had timeouts. So I wasn't too concerned. I really wanted, to, I, you know, when he was going down, I couldn't tell where they were going to start him from going down, right? Like if he was going to get the first down and then we got there, um, I expect this to get on the ball and be and have another play um, a little bit quicker than that. But again, it wasn't a, this wasn't a press for time. We just didn't make enough plays. What do you think about that, Key? Sounds like a coach <laughs> looking for answers. Is it just a blunder or, or is there a point of view where it's like, you know, cause if it's anyone else, I ah, clock management, but for me, it's Jeff. So hey, everyone calm down. Let's look at this from all sides. So, but th- some, is there a point of view that like, Hey, the defense and said either let's go. Yeah. And it's sometimes though coaches and, and players that are out on the field, see the clock different than people watch it at home. We feel like, we got all the time in the world. Sometimes we don't want to burn our timeouts because if we use the timeout and we got 10 seconds, we think, oh, we can get two plays out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a different way of doing things. But this is the first time in his young coaching career that he's had to face, I guess what you would call adversity in terms of trying to make it the in-game decision that, that is this crucial to a game that they were trying to win. Now, he'll learn from this mistake. 
if it's a mistake, he'll learn from it. He'll, he'll certainly learn from it and probably be better at it next time around. Yeah, Jeff Saturday's my guy. It was a blunder, man. I mean, when Matt Ryan got sacked, right, they, 30 seconds came off the clock. 30 seconds came off the clock before they ran the run play. So that's a blunder. Like, that's a legit blunder. And I get that he's processing things. I get that he's working with the OC and I know, calling the right timeout key and how that communication works. But we're seeing, you know, a, a first-time head coach have a legit blunder in real time, and it was mismanaged. Like, let's just call it for what it is. Two things can be true at the same time. I always say that. He could be our boy, and we can also be critical oh, of how of he handled things down Absolutely. the stretch. It was a blunder, man. And then you call your first time after a design run play. That's that's when you have three on the, on on three in timeouts you can call in your back pocket. Is there anything to be said, though, Jay, for, like, play calling is one thing. That could be a separate criticism from clock management, even though they're connected. In other words, like, if you think, like, Jeff's response after the game is, we just didn't execute the plays, basically, right? But... He, he didn't feel pressed for time. I, Jeff's not the type of dude to make that up, right? He's not going to say, I didn't, if he didn't feel pressed, right, he didn't feel pressed. But uh, so, is there, so is there a point of view where it's like, He thought look, they were in hurry up. He thought they were going to hurry yeah, rush up uh, to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, even the, the idea of taking a timeout, with, like a lot of times it's you got to let the offense get set and everything. But do you really? Well, Max, that's a feel, though. I mean, that's like in basketball. Well, if you the, see the play taking too long, you'll timeout. Like, everybody is too lethargic, too lackadaisical. We need to hurry up. Like, he needs to be on top of that. That comes with feeling experience. Well, that's why I said he'll be better for it next time. A lot of times, again, us as players and, and some of coaches that are players, mm-hmm. it moves slower. It feels different to us when we're out on the field. We feel like we got it. We can run three plays in 10 seconds. So we don't rush it the way everybody else wants us to. And then sometimes the people upstairs – that are helping you identify what's going on on the ground, they're moving at a different pace. They're moving much slower. And everybody's like chaotic. So this is the first opportunity that he had to do something like this, and it didn't work out in his favor. Do I think it'll happen again in the future? No. It, what, what trips me out about it, though, is it's like the thing just as a fan that you're super aware of is you got a timeout. Oh, call the timeout, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So you watch it, you go, how does the coach not, right? Like that's what really – Gets people tripped up, I think. In his in-game, in, in, in situational football, this is the first time that he's had situational football on uh, that he had to deal with. In these situations, he'll go back. This week, they'll practice it. Situational football, and he'll know, and they'll know, okay, we got to do it this way, we got to do it that way, because this is what Jeff is thinking. Meantime, if they pick up first down it's not even a conversation like it came down to it jeff has been extremely right right but he's been extremely competitive in all three games but when you see mike tomlin's record on monday night football you're like dude's 19 and 3 man especially coming off a loss jay coming off a loss he 19 and 3 key yeah he coming off a loss mike tomlin was not going to get another loss in prime time Uh, more on monday nights this year right be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. So, as you know, we are, you know, it's Giving Tuesday today. We support the V Foundation, Jimmy V's Foundation, in the fight against cancer. And if you can, if you're able, we hope you join us today and go to v.org slash donate. Now, we are also in the midst of the KJM 10K a day giveaway. We're giving away $10,000 every day, every hour, 2,500 that the show's on. The show's on four hours a day, five days a week. Giving away 50 Gs a week. Already over 100, how many? Over 50 different people at this point? 
have won $2,500? I think it's 50. Anyway, every hour we give you the winning word at 10 past the hour. You text it to 77000, just like that. That's all you got to do. Text the winning word to 77000. It's 10 past the hour. And Max, 10K giveaway. And apropos of the day, the word is research. R E S E A R C H. Research. As in the important research that your money, when your money goes to the V Foundation, mm-hmm. the important research in the fight against cancer that takes place. Research. Research. Triple seven, on not triple mismanaging zero. the clock. Well, no, wait a minute. Those are two different things. Triple seven, triple zero. Research. All right. Go to v.org slash donate and, and give what you're able to give. What you're able to give, if you're able to give. More KJM next. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is V Week at ESPN. I'm still here, I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. Join the fight against cancer. Go to v.org slash Stewart. All donations benefit the Stewart Scott Cancer Research Fund. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are portable. ESPNU. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And, of course, a lot going on today. Not only all the sports talk and we have the KJM 10K a day giveaway. We're giving away $2,500 every hour. You listen for the winning word. 10 past every hour. Texted to 77000. But we are – this is – look, 
it is Giving Tuesday. So, you know, we here at ESPN, all day long, we support the V Foundation in really the most important work. There's no more important work than fighting against humanity's enemy, right? Which there's no bigger enemy than cancer. Anyway, you can go to v.org slash donate now and help the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. And so research is our winning word of, of uh, the hour. We are joined now by, by Brian Custer, ESPN Sports Center anchor. Um, good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you doing? Good to have John, you. John, Jay Will, how are you, how are you doing, be? brother? So, so for those who don't know, Brian, how did cancer, how has cancer touched your life? Well, look, I mean, you know, th- it was almost 10 years ago. You know, I was uh, just had just turned 42, best shape of my life, worked out, martial artist, boxed, all that type of stuff. I'm probably the only person in my family. Uh, and I'm talking about my immediate family from my parents to my brothers who go to the doctor every year to get a checkup and did it every year and just went to the doctor. And, you know, he said, you know, now that you're 40, you know, you probably all that started getting a PSA done. And I had no idea what a PSA was, what my prostate was. And uh, we did the exam and he said, you know, listen, the number is a little bit high. You probably want to come back again and let's do it again. And I uh, came back again, did it. And, uh, you know, for anybody who knows, if it's over a four, you know, you're in trouble. Mine was a 5.4, which was way over the number. And he basically said, you know, look, you got to go get a biopsy. And uh, had a biopsy done in like two weeks later. And the doctor called me in and said, you know, Brian, there's no easy way to tell you this. Uh, You got cancer. It's aggressive. It's not effing around. And if you don't have surgery immediately, it'd be problems. And I looked at him. I said, Doc, I've never had surgery in my life. Can we do something else? And he said, sure, we can try something else. But uh, if it doesn't work, you'd probably be dead within a year. Mm. Mm. Well, B, what was that battle like, though? Like going through it emotionally and all of those things? You know, it it was rough because you got to you got to think, you know, this was almost 10 years ago. So, you know, the climate has kind of changed on, you know, how networks and people, you know, accept those who have cancer. And so I, I, I kept it quiet. I didn't want nobody to know. I didn't want the job to know. Uh, so, you know, I, I basically went and had surgery, um, and I was back to work. I would say like a month after having surgery, which I certainly wouldn't recommend, uh, to anybody, but, you know, at the beginning, I didn't even tell anybody. I didn't even tell my, my wife, my kids, cause the doc initially said, Hey, look, let's find out exactly what it is before we say anything. We don't want to get anybody scared or, but I'll tell you, it w- it was trying mentally. Um, because when you face your mortality, your whole perspective on life changes. Now, luckily for me, surgery went well, Key, but, you know, I would say two years after surgery, my numbers started to go up a little bit more. And then I had to go through 38 bouts of high-grade radiation. Mm. So, it, you know, cancer is one of those things that messes with you mentally because you think you've, you've whipped it. And then all of a sudden it comes back and you got to go through that whole fight again and you and your family go through it. So it was tough because you have to be strong mentally to really fight this disease. Brian, you know, um, hearing you talk about not saying anything just kind of reminded me of Chadwick Bozeman when he was filming through Wakanda. Right. And, And nobody knew about colon cancer and what he was struggling from. Can you just 
take me to that moment because I can't even imagine like how was it for you when you did finally tell your wife that this is what you had. Well, it was shocker uh, because um, you know again once we I got the diagnosis and he told me. Whew, boy, I, I tell you, you could have knocked me over with a feather because I, I'll be honest with you, when I was in his office and he, he told me those words that you have cancer, it's aggressive. All I remember, Jay, is that I was kind of looking through the dock because I remember there was a window, there was a bird in the tree, and all I was focused on was that bird. And obviously I must have been crying because what snapped me out of it was his hand and he had he had touched my forearm and was giving me tissues Hmm. and uh and it kind of snapped me uh back to life so to speak and you know when i gosh when i went out of his office and called my wife man i i I don't i cried like a baby and i i don't i don't wish that on anybody because you know all i thought about at the time my boys were really young i think they were like you know five four and all i was thinking was you know am i going to see them graduate am i going to see them get married you know how much time do i have on this earth uh, so it, it it was something that really shook me to the core. But again, I, I had to then go into fighter mode because I had to tell myself that, you know what, I'm going to beat this. Mm-hmm. this. This disease is not going to slay me. And that's really what you have to do. You have to get yourself strong mentally uh, to fight this disease. And it's imperative that people give because, listen, you know, one out of six black men are going to develop prostate cancer. Uh, in their life. It's not an old man's disease anymore. You know, when I had surgery, I was 42. Uh, God willing, by next August, I'll be 10 years now cancer free. But when I had surgery, there was a guy that was 32 who was going in at the same time I was going in to get have surgery done. You know, in black men, we are twice as more likely to die from prostate cancer uh, than white men. Um, so it is so important uh, that we recognize that, that we go get health checks every year because it can save your life. It certainly saved mine. Brian Custer, thank you. That was uh, powerful. Thank you for sharing, and and congratulations on being cancer-free for as long as you've been cancer-free. It's inspirational. Blessings to you, brother. Seriously, bro. I appreciate it, man. You guys are doing great work, man. Look forward to working with you. Key, Max, Jay, I look forward to doing shows with you guys in the future. Likewise, Brian. Same here, man. So that is Brian Custer, ESPN Sports Center anchor with Damn. some powerful stuff. If you are able, we hope that you'll choose to join us today, if you're able, on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate to help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. We have more KJM next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jimmy, my man up there. I know in spirit you're up there with Stuart Scott watching what we're doing or thinking about us. And I will tell you this, Jimmy V, my man, we are not going to stop. Stop chasing the dream of raising dollars in your dream. Jimmy's dream was to beat cancer, and we must do it. Join the fight against cancer. Go to v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. Uh, there's, there's no more noble fight in this world. If, if you, you could easily say, what's the enemy of humanity? Uh, cancer is a very, very good answer for that. So, so the fight against cancer, there's just nothing more important. And today is Giving Tuesday. This is a day when people all across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So today, all day long here at ESPN, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. If you are able, if you can't do it, we get it. But if you're able, we hope that you'll choose to join us today on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. And it is time for Key's Real Rankings. Key, these are the best teams in the NFL. Here we are in Week 12. Yes, that is correct. In my Real Rankings, everybody has their own rankings and what they think teams are. I'm sure uh, Mike Tannenbaum, Jay Willie, yourself will you know, have something to say about the way things are. But let's <laughs> knock it down, Yates. Number seven. So it's seven teams this week. Last week it was eight. Tennessee was sitting at eight. They're not in the top seven. Cincinnati Bengals, your team with Joe Burrow. Max is certainly sitting in the top seven this week. Last week they were not in it, but they seem to be hitting their stride without Jamar Chase in the lineup. They're still throwing the ball all over a lot, doing some things with Joe Burrow, getting out of there with a W this past week. Number six. Number six. Things don't change from last week. Buffalo Bills on a tough call over Thanksgiving against the Detroit Fighting Lions and Dan Campbell. They win that victory after two straight games in Detroit. They sit at six. Nothing changes there. Number five. And number five doesn't change at all again. The Miami Dolphins took care of business against the Texans. They were five last week. They're five again this week. There's only seven teams in this week's uh, real ranking. Tua's playing amazing. The offense is doing great. This team 
is on poise to do something, hopefully, during the postseason. Two is playing amazing. Number four. Number four. Does it change again from last week? The San Francisco 49ers sit at four. They took care of business against the Arizona Cardinals. I think they certainly are going to give Cliff Kingsbury his walking papers at the end of the year Uh-oh. based on the way we see things. Not calling for him to get fired. Not my job. He's doing it himself. Number three. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. <laughs> things change. This is where the controversy starts, right? Last week at number three with the Philadelphia Eagles, this week I put the Kansas City Chiefs in there. Look, what? it wasn't a great victory over the Rams. Oh, the Rams what? are a banged-up team, broken-down team. Sean McVay looks like he's 75 years old oh, now. God. When he was People's Magazine's top 100 <laughs> most beautiful in the world. Most a beautiful week ago. babies. <laughs> yes, and now always. He's, now he's, now he's 75 what? years old. The team is certainly worn on him. Kansas City's still in the top three. They just fell a little bit. This list is terrible. It's horrible. What a terrible list. Boo. Of course, Boo. James Steele, our producer, Kansas City Chief fan, doesn't agree with me. Sitting at number two, Yates. Number two. The Philadelphia Eagles. How can Philadelphia? They got one loss. There's no way they should be number two. They should be number one. They beat Green Bay. La, da, 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 da. Yeah, they beat the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and, and doesn't finish the game. Jordan Love comes in. Jalen Hurts puts himself at number two in the MVP conversation. It's a really good football team, no question about it. But right now as it stands, I don't, today, I don't know if they're better than the number one team. Number one. And the number one team, the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Parsons and company along with Dak Prescott, they're going to probably pick up OBJ to add some more firepower to the offense. Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. You know, C.D. Lamb, if he can hold on to the football, he'll be a real good lamb to chop, so to speak, for you to eat up. Hey, that's it. Simple and plain. The Cowboys, the Eagles, Kansas City, San Francisco, the Miami Dolphins, Buffalo, Cincinnati. You can argue all you want about the way the real rankings look this week because next week there's no telling who's in there. Oh, we will argue. These rankings are brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. As you heard Key mention, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, is with us here at Seaport. Good morning, like Mike. Stone Cowboy. So Jay is champing at the bit to go at Key's list. No, what about you? I, I just every every week, every week, Mike. This is what we have to. This is what we have to endure. Here. I just want to know what team's supposed to be where. Help me. Uh, well, how can how can Kansas City not be number one? You had the number one last week. You're the only person I know that. Knocks a team down for win winning by two games. touchdowns, and you. <laughs> yeah, they played, they played oh, the, you guys didn't win by fifty, so I'm going to knock you down. They three. struggled to beat the Rams in the red zone. They couldn't even score. Right. Like serious. So he's, Dallas he's, lost to Green Bay two weeks ago. But that was two weeks ago. This is this week. <laughs> I I can't, Mike. This this week. I Mike, can't. You, there's a cowboy infatuation that Mike, we have here no, on this Keyshawn Johnson. Did you play not for the Cowboys or did you not? Look, with your cup of coffee. Uh, uh, a it's a yes coffee. or no question. Got me There's up here like Don thing. Lemon. It's yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> kind of look like him a little bit now. Yeah, think about it. Jeez. Curtis Granderson, I thought. Yes. Mike, <laughs> I'm very relieved that he has Cowboys number one and so many people are now taking them to win the Super Bowl. I was nervous early in the year when no one was taking them because every year people take what? them and they never win. I was thinking, oh, no one's taking them. They might win. That key has it's them like rated the so Jay high makes, gives me comfort board, as a Giants right? fan. What do you think of his of his rankings? I'll say this about Dallas: like I think they have the highest ceiling. Like if everyone played their A game, people don't understand. Like, Dak Prescott, since he's been back, they're number one in the NFL in points. Yes, and then you have Micah Parsons and everything on defense. Yes. So I think their A game is, is really interesting. What is well, Dak Pres- Prescott's A like ceiling? 
is it, is it what it was two years ago? Is it a different ceiling? He's a top six quarterback, in my opinion. Man, that dude can spit it out, Mike. Top six quarterback? Man, he can spit it out, Jay. He's a top six. Wait, time out. Time out. He's a top six quarterback? Yes. Yeah, give me six that you would take before Patrick Mahomes. Oh, God. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson is five off the top of my head. I would still take Aaron Rodgers as six. No, see, I would still take Tom Brady as seven. For what? Are we playing golf? He's came off back to back MVP seasons. He's had a broken down. Back to back. He just came off back to back losses, too, probably. No, I'm not. But still, in the big scheme of things. No, I'm not. Right, right now, I'm probably Jaylen not. Jalen Hurts? No, I'm probably not. I'm probably not. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Tua. No, we have conversations not, about I'm him being top that. 10. I'm taking Jalen Hurts in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm sorry, not. Mike. I just top six just really. Look how he's playing. Just he, he has great accuracy, great anticipation, and not all completions are the exactly. same. Do you see, like, the run after catches that – because he is extremely accurate. And, I, look, they're number one in the league scoring, and they don't even have guys, a great man. bunch of receivers. So – I think this team is again on any. We know anything can happen, but if every team played their best game, they're the Super Bowl champs. Well, anything can happen, great. but so so given all that, it's a miserable failure if they don't make a deep playoff run, right? Like miserable uh, failure. You know what we be careful about, this is Max setting it up, right? Now. You know what's really interesting that could happen. We were talking about this earlier. Is round one of the playoffs, and this is why the NFL is the NFL. Dallas will be a road favorite at Tampa Bay. Because let's just say Philly holds on to the division. Yeah. yeah. Dallas has to go on the road in round one, and they'll likely have to go to Tampa, and they'll be favored as the road. Yeah, don't let Tom Brady though. knock him out in the first and, round. And yeah, <laughs> don't let destroy that Tampa. Happen. I mean, Tampa's O line is desperate. Dallas, is, is, a, Dallas is a really good football Agreed. team. And part of the problem is with Dak Prescott, he's had, he has a little bit of the Kirk Cousins sort of feel to people. That's why they always, the moment you say, He's really good. Oh, what do you mean? It's like, no, man, this dude really is good. He spits the ball out a certain way, and that is important. When you're in your stride and you're catching the football and you're not breaking stride, like Mike was talking about with him, that's the type of quarterback you want. Now, you talk about Kansas City dropping the three, Jay. They they, they struggled in the red zone against the Rams, okay? Philadelphia's sitting at two. I like it, but I think the Cowboys with Dak Prescott – Coming up, I think they played December 18th, I believe. They play the Eagles. I I think they're going to wind up beating Philadelphia at home in Texas Stadium. So I'm giving you an early look Christmas at Christmas Eve. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas yeah, Eve, Christmas yeah. Eve. So I'm looking at them beating them in Dallas. Can I bring up one other team from that division? Like, sneaky under the radar. I brought it up yesterday. Yeah, I was yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And, it. and when we talk about, like, leadership and problem solving, like, Ron Rivera, to me, is as much of a coach of the year candidate. Like, he is, like, talking about, like, a battlefield commander. I think Coach Rivera is doing an unbelievable job. And, by the way, they don't even have Chase Young yet, and they're playing really well. He's a poor man's Mike Tomlin or Harbaugh. Like, you know, like, his teams always compete. Maybe they're not winning Super Bowls, but but Rivera teams compete every single year. I looked up, and they were 7-5. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. When did that happen? And yeah. the Giants were wiped out by injury, too, so the commanders are going to get healthy as the Giants are getting hurt. And so look, Ron Robinson's been a beast, too, man. He's, they, the way they've been running the ball has been Yeah, legit. and just given all the things that they deal with off the field, the fact that in this day and age where distractions are yeah. so pronounced, like I, I just think it says so much about Ron Rivera's <laughs> leadership and character that they're – The commanders. And how about Taylor Heineke? Them actually playing for Taylor Heineke. It's not Carson Wentz. Like, well, that's the main why. thing. It's not Carson Wentz. But I give Ron Rivera credit. Like, look, I, I didn't like the move where he went to Carson Wentz, but the fact he was able to pivot, though, 
Mike, I give him a lot of credit credit for that. Hey, no. uh, Key, yeah. these we here are not the only ones with criticism of your list. <laughs> Will in Connecticut has something to say. Oh God, Will. Yes, you, you are on the air. Hey, good morning, guys. How good you doing? morning? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to respond to Key about his about his list. Uh, you got Dallas up there at number one. Dallas is a very talented team, but they also a very highly undisciplined team. Almost every year they lead in the leagues and, and penalties. I I can't see them being better than Philly or or the Chiefs. Chiefs is definitely the number one team. Philly is Philly is definitely playing like the number two team in the league. And Dallas, we know who Dallas is. They're a good regular season team every year. We're we're not in the playoffs yet though. Mm-hmm. So in in, in trying the to capture the moment, the penalties haven't come. It hunt to come to get them yet. Same thing with Mike McCarthy in game decisions haven't come to get them yet. Yeah. So where we're I said yet. So where we're at right now, as it stands today, you can't tell me that they're not the best football team in the NFL but today. They have Micah yeah. Parsons Next week, too. They may not be. Micah Parsons but, makes it feel different to me because they I think they got well, the best well, player Max, in football. Max, like you could argue he's the best player in football and they have him. They didn't have a guy like that before. But when you get into playoffs like it comes down to details and it comes down to those critical the, moments. The, uh, so that's when and, habits come out. So I, when you lead the league in penalties for two years straight, like it, that's not a hard bet. You're right. right? I agree. I agree yeah. with you. But guess what? The playoffs don't start today. So by the time they get to the playoffs, let's say week 16, they might be 10th based on what is happening. But today. The list is the Cowboys <laughs> today. Doesn't mean they're there tomorrow. Uh, Miami might be there tomorrow. Yeah, the Miami might playing. go to Buffalo and put 50 on them. Tell them to people in how the much you love to it, Key. That's re- key. Like you're saying, the answer's in the title, which is this, this is the Week 12 rankings. Like, yes. Take control, long-time great defense coach in the league. He was MFing. I'm up in the coaching box. A safety made a mistake, and he gets him on the headset and goes, your job description is a title. You're a safety. Get back. <laughs> yes. And you're saying that the answers in the t- it's week twelve. It's right? week twelve. San Francisco 49ers sitting at the on the board at number four. Now you can't tell me San Francisco's defense isn't a championship defense and can carry them to the Super Bowl today. By the way, now, the Bills could the too. End, at the end, Seattle may get a hold of them up in Seattle and hang fifty on them. And the rankings will look different that day. By the way, talk about styles make fights. This week, Miami and San Francisco. It'll be great to see that San Francisco defense against Miami's offense. I think San Francisco has four consecutive second-half shutouts. I mean, they're playing really good on defense. And, right and Miami has to travel all the way from Miami to the cold. It's not freezing cold, but the Bay Area. Misty. If you've, you ever, misty. if you've ever been in the Bay, yeah, yeah. off the water in the San Francisco Stadium, gets a little nip. Yeah, it could chill you, man. Yeah. Could yeah. you compare it to the off-the-water here? Uh, about, about about the same, Mike. That cold? Yeah, I, I would say what? right now it's about the same because what? as the as the sun sets and it comes off that water and you get that breeze, you also get a little bit of the mist in the air flying off the ocean. I'm just telling and you. They watch have out, all, they have offensive weapons in San Francisco. San Francisco has some tough watch offensive weapons. Watch out, Miami. You, you think that San Francisco defense will probably do what the Bears did when where they doubled Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Oh, I don't know what they'll do. They got young. They got some young. Corners is a young one named Diamandur Lenore, number 38. You got to watch him, Jay. He's good. He's good. He was forced into the lineup because of injuries. Mm-hmm. He may never give that starting spot up again. Mm. And I think the other difference between the Bears right now, moving on from Quinn and Roquan Smith, is you know with Nick Bosa back, he can 
and we'll see what happens with Miami's offensive line. Terran Armstead went out the other day with a pec injury. So, yeah. you know, we'll see the injury report tomorrow. But that 49er front is also really good. Mm. Meantime, um, Aaron Rodgers, we talked about this yesterday. Mike and I did on a terrific show, 2 p.m. Eastern, this just in, Hanson yeah. Post. Mm-hmm. Uh, should Aaron Rodgers sit out the rest of the season, Mike, so they can at least take a nice, long, five-game look at what they have in Jordan Love? 100%. You have a responsibility to the organization. And, look, we've seen Aaron Rodgers always worry about him, which he, he should. But the Green Bay Packers have a responsibility. They need to know what they have in Jordan Love. And I'll make this other point, guys. Jordan Love is doing this. He's getting better. And when does a really good, young, ascending Jordan Love surpass a very beat-up Aaron Rodgers? Like, not criticizing Aaron but he is beat up right now. Broken thumb. Now he has the oblique, which if you ask a quarterback, is a really difficult injury. So, from a competitive standpoint, I don't know how much you're losing. And, yes, you need to know because when we get into the offseason and Aaron Rodgers is doing whatever he's doing, wherever he's doing it, how long <laughs> he's doing Whatever retreat, it, huh? <laughs> yeah. And whatever he's doing, in all seriousness, like – they need to know how strong of a hand they can play yes. and can they go win games long-term with Jordan Love. And I'll say this, guys. The quarterback position is a developmental position. We have seen guys like Tua get better, Jalen Hurts get better, Geno Smith get better. Jordan Love is an improved football player. I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying he's a better football player today than when they drafted well, him. Not, you, can not still, yet, though. you can still like Aaron Rodgers while also wanting to see what you have in Jordan Love, though. You not know what yet. I mean? Not yet. If, if Aaron Rodgers is capable of playing – no. And he's ready to go. You play him until you're mathematically eliminated from. But the key, I think potential. Mike's Mike's point is an interesting one, which is if Jordan Love is improved to the point that Rodgers can go, but he's severely compromised in I'm a way sure. in a way that means that you're actually not just developing Jordan Love, but giving yourself the best chance and, to win by playing. And, him. And, and like, there's a couple. There was a specific play in the third quarter where he threw it behind the line of scrimmage, but across his body. And I mean. You, Mm-hmm. You, you felt bad for Rodgers. You could tell he was clearly in pain. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, that diminished skill, Aaron Rodgers, I'm I'm much more. Well, yeah, of course, if he can't play and he looks like that, then obviously you turn to Jordan Love. But if he can play and he doesn't have that He pain, looks like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Not necessarily look like Aaron Rodgers. He, he looks better than what he did the other night. You play him until you eliminate it. So, but weren't you encouraged by Jordan Love? Uh, yeah, I've been telling Jay and Max this the whole time. Even two years ago when he took over against the Kansas City Chiefs, I didn't feel like he just played god-awful like the guy. People make it seem like this dude can't play football, and that's not the case. He just hasn't had the opportunity. He had a couple nice throws. You got to let him in there to develop exactly. and see some stuff, but not right now, Jay. But see, I, I kind of feel like Matt LaFleur already set it up because he already called yesterday Aaron Rodgers. like He's the ultimate competitor. He's been playing through injuries. Look, it, it kind of feels like it's set up for Jordan Love to play because he's – Trying to establish with everybody, look how much Aaron Rodgers has fought through injuries to play for this team. And he's, he's done enough already. He's okay. probably tired of Aaron Rodgers, too, to be honest So before, with you. before we let you go, we're presented by Progressive Insurance here on KJM. Um, Mike, what's your reaction to – there's a two-part question about Lamar Jackson. Number one, of course, the situation on Twitter that he then deletes. He, he posts a, a message going at a fan and then deletes it. What's your level – and then and – then, they keep losing leads late, the Ravens. This has been going on kind of all year. What, what, what do you think about both those things? Yeah, I would pull Lamar in and say, Lamar, like, you're actually not the quarterback. You're the CEO of this team. Like, you're the face of the franchise, 
and you can't lower yourself to going on social media after a game. These people can't relate to you. They're jealous of you. They're envious of you. And you just got to be above the fray and take 48 hours and just turn your phone off. You got a lot of people that love you, support you. It's really hard for me to have this conversation because I've never been criticized on social media, so I don't really understand what he's dealing with. Um, that, yeah. that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I looked I'm like, wait a minute, like, uh, man. <laughs> I, is that sarcasm? Yeah, he just yeah, yeah. He deadpanned it. Yeah. yeah, boy, that really went over well. And then the, <laughs> yeah, and then the, the, the other thing I would say, by the way, you know, my two teenagers are going to be like, Dad, you're, you're not funny. You have no secret, you know. But anyway, but the other thing, though, is I really put it on, on Baltimore because when they lost Rashad Bateman, their second leading receiver is Devin Duvernay with 29 receptions. So – when you try to close out games and play keep away, they have nobody to throw the yep. ball to. Yeah, they need it. I mean, I know, Key, how they think their philosophy and everything. They need to go get an I, alpha receiver. Go get A.J. Crazy. Brown that's when he's deal. available. That's the, that's just oh, what they, they do. need it yeah. so bad, though. They get that one dude. They'll beat everybody. They're not going to. They that is Mike Tannenbaum, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL front office insider. I'm going to go check my social media feed because I know it's only going to be positive. <laughs> KJM. Nobody. Eagles were second in Key's rankings. We'll get into it. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.